Would you like to have access to a tool that works with the power of your unconscious mind? That means you no longer have to rely on willpower to create the change in your life that you want to change. Sounds amazing, right? It is. And I can teach you how to do this through my one-day self-hypnosis masterclass. When you use the power of hypnosis, which is essentially giving suggestions to your unconscious mind while in a state of trance, and your mind already knows how to go into trance because we are actually in trance 90% of our day. It's just with hypnosis, we're giving our mind these suggestions of what it is that we want to achieve. You can hypnotize yourself into better health, into joy, into passion, into getting to the gym, eating better, living a healthier lifestyle, whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve that until now you've been relying on willpower and perhaps falling off, we can make this happen quickly. We can make it last and we can make it easy because we're using the power of your unconscious mind. So if you'd like to learn more, Click on the link at the bottom of the show notes to my link tree. Go to the one day self-hypnosis masterclass. All the information's there. It is a super low cost price for this one day session that is super fun. Loads of interaction and practice for you. And you will have this knowledge and this skill for the rest of your life. You are worth it and you will love it. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and I am here with Zaina Kronfel. Welcome, Zaina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you here today, and I just want to introduce you to the audience, Zaina. Zaina is an ICF certified holistic life career and executive coach and consultant. And with over 12 years in cross-functional leadership in international product marketing, brand strategy, and project management, Zaina knew from the beginning of her professional career that she was destined to help people, but she had no idea how. Now, listeners might be wondering, huh, what does this have to do with health? Well, that's where, you know, your health is impacted by all aspects of your life and your work, your career impacts your stress levels, which impacts your health. And so these are all things we're going to be diving into today with Zaina. With Zaina. So thanks for your time, Zaina. I'm excited for this conversation. And I'd love you to just start out by sharing how you got into this. 
Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I've always been a very ambitious person, kind of always knew what I wanted to get out of life, especially when it came to my profession um, and went after it. And it was never really something that I I struggled with. Um, I just kind of always knew. But when I actually started my professional career right after grad school, I quickly kind of realized, um, you know, some of the things that I thought I wanted weren't really as they seemed, right? Like we have this idea of, you know, maybe a, a, a spouse, kids, like this, this picturesque idea in our mind. And I saw the people that had that um, and it just didn't play out like, like I'd wanted it to really, it didn't look like, you know, something that something was wrong with that picture. And I kind of set a glass ceiling for myself, um, because of that. And essentially the reason I got into this coaching space is I always knew that I wanted to help people in some capacity. And, you know, you can convince yourself to a certain extent and based on your profession that you're helping people. And I I did my best with that in my, my marketing career. Um, but you get to a point where you kind of realize like this, this isn't enough. I, I need to be doing more. And so really I went into this space, um, to help people kind of self-realize and and help them get the clarity on what it was um, or what it is that they're meant to be doing. And I think to your point, um, it started showing up like the, the misalignment with my, my life and my career really started manifesting itself in, in a, in a, in my body and and in my health. And so that was a, a pretty big wake up call for me, for sure. Well, and I love that you recognize that and you listen to that, right? And that you chose to make changes about that because I often will hear people who, you know, their health isn't great. And when you recommend to them some of the steps that they need to be taking to improve their health, which could include a career change because it's the career that's causing all of the stress, which is the root cause of the health issues. There's so much reluctance and fear in around changing that career because it is scary. You know, how will I pay my bills if I give up this job that's causing me all of this stress? You know, my flip side to that is, how will you show up in your career if you let your health decline to the point where you can't function, right? But they haven't been there yet. They might've been in a place of having had difficulty before paying bills. And so that fear comes up first. So what was that like for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's hard, right? A lot of us, (laughs) just human nature, unfortunately need to learn from experience. So it's not until we get to that point of almost no return of extreme burnout, do we then realize, okay, I can't do that anymore. Instead of kind of proactively taking measures to ensure that if we're starting to operate under baseline, that we're reassessing and re-leveling, like kind of leveling out. But typically we tend to function in extremes. It's either I'm okay and then I'm rock bottom and then I have to work my way back up. And that's kind of how we just, we bounce back. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I can't say that I realized it and it instantly clicked. I mean, for me, it was a 12 year process and even knowing, you know, my struggle, I think how it showed up for me was, was insomnia. It was chronic insomnia. And I thought, um, you know, I have this because I'm very unhappy at this particular job. And so I thought if I made the changes, left that particular job with that company, then all my problems will be solved. 
Well, I realized even though I started doing more of exactly what I wanted to be doing within the corporate space and marketing, I was at the height of my career doing my dream job. When I realized that I still was suffering from the insomnia, that was kind of the, oh my, like now there's clearly something much deeper than that, you know? And as you start trying to seek out different, um, you know, whole, like different types of doctors and how can I, what is, what is the root cause of this problem, right? Thinking it's some disease or something that they'll be able to solve. And when all of these traditional doctors I went to couldn't solve that, that's when I really had to realize like, okay, it's not whatever you think it is, you know, and I saw the the sleep doctor and like every single type of professional I could possibly see. It wasn't until I really did a a holistic internal look and started challenging myself that way, seeking alternative um, routes of holistic, holistic ways of treating things like acupuncture, that that was really what changed the game for me, you know, doing these external changes, you know, kind of gave me a little bit of results, but ultimately I had to go within and that's where the change really, really started happening. And I love that you share that because it's tied in with all of the work that I do. I work with the physical body, but I also work with the mental and the emotional body. And I partner with people who work with the spiritual body because it is going into that emotional body and that mental body where we need to go for some of the deeper healing to then happen in the physical body. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, even when I work with people and I'm, I give them, you know, protocols, depending on where they're at on their health journey, if it's gone on for a long time, it takes longer for that healing to happen. Right. And then we have to go deeper and deeper. And I might make protocol recommendations, supplement recommendations, and they're not, uh, the idea isn't to rely on them forever, right? They might help and they will help, but it isn't to rely on them forever. It is to also continue to do that deeper work because that's where the true healing happens. And we aren't meant to suffer. So when we are in that place of suffering, it's about what you did, getting curious to why, what else is going on here? So I love that you did that and you kept looking for, you know, more and more resources to help yourself Mm -hmm. and eventually came back to, I have to go inside and figure out where the misalignment is. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. So then from that place, I presume you left that job in marketing and that's when you started to move into the coaching world. And so take me on that journey. Yeah. So it it took, it wasn't just one job. It was several jobs. Okay. (laughs) Just for full transparency. And, And I think it's important for people to realize that like, it's not, you know, we have these intuitive feelings. Like I, I was, I wasn't sleeping. I had, I developed a, a, a polyp in my vocal cord, actually both at this, at the same job. And you kind of just keep moving, like pushing, pushing forward, like, oh, it's fine. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I'll figure it out. Right. Like, or it'll go away. I just have to keep pushing through and be stronger or be tougher. It'll get better. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And, and I was, it's not to say that I wasn't doing anything. I was trying to make changes, but, but again, they were all external. So I, I just, the reason I point this out is because I think it's important for people to understand and, and be compassionate with themselves if it, it is a process and you have to be ready 
um, and willing and, and open and honest with yourself. Like, am I truly ready for change? Because change is like, things will happen when you start taking those steps and really realizing like, okay, I'm absolutely done with this. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to sleep to whatever you're, you're dealing with. Um, you have to understand that it's going to shift not only that area of your life, but other areas in your life as well. So um, just for full transparency, it wasn't like I, I kind of, you know, a lot of times people say, I just woke up one day and then it just hit me like that can happen sometimes with with healing, but it also can be a, a long process. And the reason I like sharing this is because there's you, you don't need to get to the point that I did in order to to start making changes. So um, I did it alongside my marketing career, you know, wanting to realizing that what I was doing just wasn't enough. So I wanted to, you know, better myself and learn about coaching and see how I could bring that into different organizational environments and see how I could do what I was familiar with and what I loved um, and still had that spark every now and then, but also being able to add to my experience, help not only myself, but help other people. Um and, you know, due to the environment that I was in, that being able to coach within that environment, that organization wasn't a possibility. So I knew I would have to do that elsewhere. Um, I did not at all anticipate being an entrepreneur and doing it for myself. In fact, even when I'd started my coach training, um, you know, I, I didn't even read the materials on entrepreneurship. I, I was that like far away from it. So that's also its own journey in and of itself, becoming an entrepreneur and unlearning everything that society and all this, all these people and experiences tell you um, from the corporate world and also realizing how, you know, strong my intuition was the whole time and how much I didn't listen to it. You know, I realized all the things that I truly value, like freedom, flexibility, um, noticing change and wanting to act on it were not things that I was able to execute in many of the environments that I was in. So being able to move in, I, I, you know, quickly realized like, oh, this is actually why people work for themselves because they are able to do this and doing that transition, not only from, you know, switching the, the fields that I was in from marketing to coaching, but also switching into corporate working for other people to working for myself allowed me to really lean into that like healing therapeutic space. And as I work with my own clients, I'm constantly learning from their experiences. Sometimes they bring things to me that I've been challenged with before in the past. Um, so it's a constant growth and healing process, which is so beautiful. I, I mean, I remember as I started to dive into this work when I was in corporate, and I realized how much I was learning and how much I was shedding and changing. Um, it was very hard for me to go back into these environments where other people didn't have the awarenesses or, or weren't really willing to change and feel like I had to then shrink myself to be at, at that level. And it's not to say at all, like anyone is, is better or above or anything like that. But when you start growing um, and listening to your intuition and, and feeling into those those feelings and knowing like I am sick and really trusting what you're telling your doctors or the people that you're working with, like only you, you know, what's best for you. So if you know that there's something that's off, you have to really do what it takes in order to see that through to, to get the help that you need. Even if people tell you this, you know, I had people tell me you're just never going to sleep regular in your life. And I was, I don't know, 20, 
24, maybe when they told me this and I was like, okay, I'm absolutely rejecting that. Like I can't, (laughs) you know, I, I refuse to believe that I will be, you know, be dependent on these heavy sedative drugs for the rest of my life. I, I can't live my life like that. So, you know, you're the one who's in the driver's seat and can make those decisions. Do I listen to someone who, no disrespect, they're definitely an expert, but maybe I'm an anomaly. I can't even say the word. Anomaly. <laughs> it's been a long day, but maybe I'm I'm the outlier and that's, you know, my contribution to to this field. So really, you know, just because people tell you, you can't, you won't, you know, this and that, like, you know, in and of yourself and and let that, that voice and that feeling inside honor it and give it the space and let it shine because you are in the driver's seat of your life. I love all of that. And you've touched on so many things there that I resonate with because I too used to be in the corporate world. And so I've been through that you know, transition from corporate world to entrepreneur. And I went back to school and did all of my learning as well. And I'm like paying for specific courses at school, but so much of the learning was, as you were saying, the unlearning of what you've learned in the corporate world in order to then step out as an entrepreneur and then, you know, paying for coaching in order to learn how to set up my business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I really resonate with all of that as well as what I love to tell my clients is you are your own best doctor. You have lived in your body your entire life. So you know it better than anyone. Yeah. So yeah, tap into that intuition. And if something's wrong and you're going to the doctor and they're telling you there's nothing wrong with you based on the lab tests that they run, that don't give up, keep searching because you know your body. And just because the lab tests show there's nothing wrong doesn't mean that your body isn't talking to you. And symptoms are the way the body talks to us. It's trying to ask us to do something differently. And as you said earlier too, society has us normalize it. And we write off these symptoms as aging or genetics or seasonal allergies and do nothing and try to push through, et cetera, as opposed to getting curious about them. Why is this going on? What is happening here? And what can I do about it? Yeah. So I love all of that. And, you know, to the audience, when we started out I and read Zena's bio, it doesn't sound like this is a conversation around health. And yet it is because all these aspects of our life are so interconnected. And the way we do one thing is the way we do anything, which is why, as you said, as you start to grow, as the shifts start to happen, it happens in more than just one area of your life. Yeah. So this has led you to specializing in career transitions for other people. Mm -hmm. So just talk to me more about that, because this is a time where so many people are going through career transitions as we're coming out of the pandemic. I don't want, I now enjoy working from home. I don't want to go back to the job that's now making me have to go back and be in an office, or I no longer enjoy that job, but I don't know what I should be shifting to or how to figure out the next step. So yeah, share a little bit more about how, how you help people in their career transition. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. People are at different phases when it comes to that. They'll, they'll start, they'll come in and they'll tell me, you know, where they want to be, but then they don't, they kind of discount that, you know, I would love to, or in an ideal world, I would be doing X or whatever. Um, and it's not that many of these things, it's not, they're not far reaching, you know, they're, they're great ideas. They're things that are 
much more aligned with who they are and how they want to show up. But we tend to kind of intuitively just keep ourselves small and not listen to that intuition. So kind of even going back to my example, I kept thinking, you know, my insomnia is directly correlated to this particular job, change the job, loved what I was doing was like the best job that I had in my marketing career was could not be more aligned, still had the insomnia, which to me was then a clear indicator of, okay, there's a totally different direction that we need to be going here. You know, like there's still work to be done maybe. And I don't even know that I would say my insomnia changed even like the slightest bit, you know, it wasn't until I actually fully left that I, you know, miraculously started sleeping because I was doing things like I was working 10 times more, you know, starting your own business, but I was doing things that really fed my soul that really lit me up. So even when I was working, you know, doing a side hustle, when I was in the corporate world, it, I still found myself doing these things to start my business and grow my business because it didn't feel like work. So as we're starting to have those intuitive feelings of, okay, I'm supposed to go back to the office. I don't want to do that. Or maybe we're laid off and we're trying to reassess what direction we want to go in. Or we just start having those feelings of, I'm so bored. I'm so numb at this job. What is out there for me is to really, like you'd mentioned earlier, get get curious and get playful. Try to think back of like a really good starting point is thinking back of your childhood. What are some um what are some areas or spaces or things and activities that you used to do that you completely lost track of time? It could be something like drawing or being active. Whatever that is, start incorporating that into your daily or at least weekly life to a bring a sense of kind of like self-care calm because it's something that's really going to ground you while you're in this this space of change and transition and it could potentially even light a spark of you know I used to write all the time or I used to draw and I really love that and maybe you're laid off right now so you can use that as not only a creative outlet but potentially an opportunity to create some money on the side while you figure out what your next move is And as you have at least a little bit of income, yeah, it may not supplement your full salary that you just had, but it's something that can at least help you to buy time, like help you pay your bills in order for you to start thinking and really taking the time that you need to decompress, to de-stress and work through some of the things that came up in your last job, um, work through some of the trauma potentially if you left your last job outside of your own terms and really give yourself the time and space to figure out what it is that you want. Because when we are, you know, we want to make a change, we want to have like a clear picture before we take that leap, right? Because that way we feel safe and secure of, okay, this is a hundred percent what I want to do, but you have to be able to experiment a little bit, like be able to kind of test things out and see, is this truly what I want to be doing? Um, instead of thinking of it as extremes of either I leave my, I either stay in my job or I leave to do something completely different. Um, like if you use myself as a, as an example, I was coaching on top of my job. So I was, you know, safely and securely in a job and then outside of, you know, my business hours, nights, weekends, super early mornings. Cause I coach internationally as well. I was coaching. So I had uh, the ability to see, do I enjoy this? 
Do I want it just to be like a side job, just to have my hand in another bucket, another way to get money? Um, or is this something that I, I truly enjoy to the point that I would be open to exploring doing it full-time or even part-time and doing other things on top of that? So really just like we mentioned earlier, getting curious and trying to reassess what it is that lights us up and how can we, if we don't monetize it, just bring more of it into our experience. So then our nine to five may feel less heavy if it's not completely absorbed with what we want to do, at least for this point in time. I love that. And I actually intuitively did that myself. And uh, so I was in a 24 year career and loved it. Dream job, traveled a lot. And uh, the last two years, though, became very difficult because the previous boss that I had, who I loved, was fired. And then in came a new boss that was very much the fixed mindset boss that I didn't even live in the same province as this person. But they called me up to tell me that if I wanted to go to the dentist, I had to take vacation in 15 minute increments in order to go. And I'm like, you know, that kind of control as, and I'm sitting there going, how would you even know if I went to the dentist, but whatever (laughs) that, you know, so just not an easy working relationship. And uh, so I did, I started a side hustle and it was amazing how much relief I just felt from starting that side hustle because I knew I'd created an out if I needed an out. Right. And uh, eventually I was outed, which is what I was waiting for. I knew it was going to happen at some point big fish bought little fish. I was outed. And then I got my package, which is what I was waiting for after so many years with the company. And then from there, I didn't know what I was going to do next. I still had the side hustle, but I knew that wasn't going to be my full-time thing. And that was okay, but I was open to being guided. And that's where I really started to tap into my intuition and was seeing things happening in my life. And, you know, my two daughters ended up having concussions at the same time. And I was helping them heal through that, bringing in nutritional peace to concussion recovery that I was learning as I was helping support them. And that really is what guided me into health and wellness, because it's where I learned that people need more support on their healing journey. Right. And, uh, and other, I know other things happened along the way, but when we again, get curious and just kind of step back and allow things to happen and really pay attention that we get the answers of what it is that we're supposed to be doing. And I still look back on that career, love that career. And I realize now that, you know, every part of that career has led me to be able to be the coach that I am today. And I needed to go through that to get where I am at today. Yeah. So I love all of that sharing and, and what you're doing and what you're helping people with, because there's so much need for that in the world today. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. So tell me, what are some of the biggest challenges that people do face in the midst of change? Um, I mean, really just that the fear is, is the biggest thing too, right? You know, everyone, they know what they, what they should be doing. They know they should do something different, but they're 
truly just paralyzed with fear and fear of the unknown, having that, you know, scarcity mindset that, that many people struggle with, even while they're in safe and secure jobs, right? It's just that fear of, well, how can I, what if all of these things, because they know what they have, it's their, that job, they know they hate it, but they can't guarantee anything on the other side because they haven't started that experimentation process or maybe they've experimented a little bit, but they don't know until they fully kind of float out there. Right. So I think the biggest thing is, is really just realizing, you know, you already know what's on this side, right? You're already going through it and not sticking with it until you completely burn out. And it's going to take you so long to get back to baseline and and even start thriving again and, and recovering. Um, it's really to just com- continuously look at ways to optimize and make those little safer changes as opposed to kind of having to to reset and start from the very beginning, like almost learning to walk every single time, right? Um, I think that's the the biggest thing to to focus on. I love that. I liken it to the seesaw, right? Yeah. If you're just a little bit away from center. The adjustment to bring yourself back is a lot less than if you let yourself go all the way out to one end or the other where, you know, the adjustment to bring yourself back is yeah. so much harder, so much yeah. harder to do. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. And then who do you typically work with? Um, I work with a lot of different types of people. Um, I mostly see people kind of in in the corporate space who are starting to figure out like, you know, do I, I've been loyal to this company for years, for instance. And there's one type of person there. I call them like the people who like to stay and play in the sand. They're, they really want to try to make things work, but they're open to doing something else. So we kind of figure out, do you want to stay in this company or do you want to start making like smaller changes that you're more comfortable with? That's kind of one, one group of people, another group of people who come in, they know app like hands down, they want to make a transition. Um, and it could be transitioning from one industry to another, from finance to marketing or something like that, still within, um, the, the corporate space or making, you know, a similar transition to what I did, changing industries and also entering or exiting corporate. Um, And then I also work with a lot of freelancers um, and some entrepreneurs who have either had that corporate experience um, and they know what it's like, but now they're trying to navigate on their own. I work with a lot of creative people um, and people who are truly solopreneurs. And so they don't, they no longer have that team or that person or like kind of protector to prevent any conflict. They have to directly deal with their clients um, as opposed to kind of having that that barrier or manager in between. So just a, a whole different slew of people that I, I deal with. But the main thing is ensuring that they are guided and supported throughout this transition process, because otherwise you kind of end up like I was for years and you, you know, you look back and you're like, wow, I could have we could have been at this point 12 years ago. We we already knew there were so many like clear signs of this is not right. We need to do something different. We need to pivot. But I never had that support or anyone to talk to about that. So I kept kind of going down that, well, I guess I could just take this other marketing job because I know I can do it. But then it just took me less and less time in each role. And I, you know, essentially got sicker and sicker and spending more time with much worse, much more chronic insomnia. Um, so it's really just kind of 
if not now, then when, you know, what, like, to what end do you need? Why do we need to suffer so much until we genuinely can barely get out of bed because we're Mm -hmm. so beat down and depressed? Like, do you, does it really, do we really have to get to that point in order to make a change? And like you said, with the seesaw, like, it's so much easier to, to make smaller changes as opposed to think of how much more energy and effort it takes to truly build yourself back up when you're, you know, buried so deep in the ground. It takes a lot more effort. I love everything that you, that you've shared. And again, the, the correlation between the work that you're doing, helping people with their careers and the work that I do coming from the health perspective is so intertwined, right? Yeah. Because when we aren't focused on our health, when we aren't focusing on why am I stressed? Why am I unhappy? Why am I fatigued? Why do I have no energy? and we just keep going through, our health continues to decline. And the work that you're doing in helping people navigate that change helps them regain their health. There might still be more specific you know, work on their health they need to do, but it still helps them regain their health and stops them losing more of their health simply by focusing on the work. And that yeah. is where we spend you know, eight hours a day. Or yeah. more. If you're an entrepreneur, it's very often more than that, right? And so yeah. it should be joyful. It should make your heart sing. It should be of service. And if it isn't, then do what Zaina did. Look inside. What is it that you want? Do what I did once I got let go. Is exactly that. I looked inside. What do I want to do? Was I upset that I got let go? Yeah. Was it hard in the moment? Yeah. The way they handled it was awful. It could have been handled so much better. But I look back at it with gratitude now because it allowed me to have a whole second career that I had never, ever envisioned. Never in a million years had I ever thought I was going to be in health and wellness. It's where I've landed and I've landed in my passion. I've landed in my purpose. Yeah. So I love the work that you're doing. Yeah. And and sometimes the thing is too, like, especially when, when we're, put in these positions and we didn't take that step because most of us don't like we are waiting for the perfect time and the perfect opportunity to take that leap. If we even have the knowledge of, okay, I I'm considering going here, but it's like, like a little kid learning to to swim and to jump into the pool, right? They're so hesitant to jump in. Some people will just jump in no fear, but for the majority of us, we're really scared. Is the water cold? Will I sink or swim? Is it, you know, how deep is it? We have all these questions. And by the time we come to make, you know, a decision, maybe those opportunities have passed us by. Like we can't do it anymore, whether it's a job or a partner or whatever it is in life, you, you have to, understand that there's not going to be a perfect time or an ideal situation. It's pretty rare. So you might as well just act on it. Plus life is so short and the things like, like we're talking about today with being, you know, almost ejected from a a job situation, people getting laid off and all of this stuff. Like think about what, what didn't work out for you. You may not note it in the moment, but it's genuinely working out for you. And you'll be able to see that like you just reflected on. You'll be able to see that, you know, further down the road. But try to think of what are the lessons that you needed to learn from those experiences and how can you leverage that and propel yourself forward? Because many times, especially in the job market, we're so like just focused on our end goals. We want to get a promotion. We want to move up and we're doing anything and everything like we're just blinded 
Um, and just looking forward, we're not looking at the other opportunities and people and experiences along the way. And the only way that you're able to see them sometimes is to get rock bottom, to have everything like that safety and security net taken away from you in order for you kind of to get quiet and really reassess like, okay, well, I don't have that anymore. So now what, you know, sometimes we really have to be robbed of everything because there is so much noise um, in order for our, our minds and bodies to get quiet and really kind of reassess, okay, what, what am I even doing here? Like what, what direction do I want to go in now? I totally agree with all of that. And while it might not feel good when you're in it, yeah. when you come through the other side, it feels amazing yeah. because you have that clarity of understanding of why you've gone through everything that you've gone through. Yeah. And so you can make that happen so much more quickly by taking the direct line of saying, you know what, I'm just going to jump into the pool and I'm going to go for it. Knowing that's what I need to do for me, for my health, for my sanity, for, you know, my family, for whatever it is versus holding on for dear life for as long as you can. And it just takes so much longer. And then having a coach like you to help support someone through it just makes it all so much easier. So I have a question for you. I don't know if you're going to know the answer, but I'm just wondering if you know the stats on how many people are, you know, disengaged in their, in their work and unhappy in their work. Do you know that current stat by any chance? Oh God. I mean, I'm sure it changes all the time, but it's, it's, I, I feel like I posted it maybe on my LinkedIn or at least engaged with a post on it from an official stat. I mean, it's, it's high. It's, it's interesting too, because I feel like so many people within the space, you know, you would talk to them and, and they have no idea. There, There's some people, I mean, we have so much feedback, right? From, from the environment and from the news of all of these people are being laid off and all of this and that. But it's very interesting, you know, how tone deaf a lot of companies are when it comes to that. Um, when it comes to employee feedback, like a, a good example is, um, having workers return to the office and how many times those conversations were had and watching. Um, I mean, I'm here in Austin watching all these commercial spaces get built up. And just in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking like, I wonder how many people are actually going back, you know, planning on going back to these offices um, for jobs that they could easily do remotely. Like what is the, what is the thinking for these companies um, if they truly believe that their employees are going to move back, like what are they listening to? Like, where are they getting this information? I think many people, if they're not, you know, are, if they haven't been laid off, if they haven't, um, you know, because while obviously the people who are laid off are impacted, the people who are are staying, who who haven't been laid off are also severely impacted, right? Like if you had a team of 10 people, everyone was wiped out except you, A, that's also equally traumatic. You know, they're traumatic in different ways, right? Because hmm. now not only do you have your, you have no team, you're taking on every, you know, nine other roles and then your job and your environment and everything is, is shaken, but you're still forced to stay. So it's like, now what do you do? Like, so there's, it's, there's a lot to be said on, on either side um, of all of these changes. There's no, there's never a comparison of what's, what's worse, right? Everyone's experience is very unique and how we react and how we um, digest this information in our experiences. But 
um, I would say a lot of a lot more people we'll just say a lot more people than you would think. I would say it's much higher than the stats provide, right? Because stats is based on what people are actually vocalizing. Many people will not vocalize um, how they really feel, you know, within the space. If there's those anonymous surveys that come out from HR or consulting companies, nobody ever answers those, you know, accurately because they feel like it's a trap. They feel like they know someone's really going to know what that feedback was. So unfortunately, we're not very honest in that space. And and we really should be um, in order to give that feedback. Like, how else can we change if our feedback isn't, you know, respected and taken, taken in? You don't have to just because someone says, I don't like this doesn't mean you have to respond to it, but you have to, as a company, at least be willing to, to see the feedback from an objective standpoint, because how else are you going to optimize and and change with the times? Exactly. And really my point in asking that question is because I know it's high and I don't know exactly what it is. I know I've heard it and multiple times, but is to let people know that they're not alone. So, you know, if you're driving to work every morning and commuting and miserable about the fact that you have to now go back to the office or whatever it is, you're not alone. And there's so much that you can do, right? You don't have to just accept that and feel stuck and feel like that's the only way. And, you know, definitely reach out because, you know, there's people like Zaina that can help you see another way. Sometimes when we're just seeing it through our own tunnel vision, we feel boxed in. And when you work with somebody who can come at it from the outside, they can open those flaps of the box for you and they can let you come out and see how much is out there and don't suffer. You know, the body isn't meant to suffer. You're not meant to suffer. Your work should bring you joy and you should be excited to get up every day and do it. So uh, love, love, love this conversation. Love the work that you're doing, Zaina. So many people need you right now. And I would love to ask you the question I I ask all my guests. What does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Yeah, I love that question. I I mean, I think um, to me, it's it's really like, why are we waiting to, to to rock bottom? Why are we waiting until we're the absolute sickest that we could possibly be in order to take action? Um, I, I mean, I think most people or hopefully more people are waking up to the idea of like, life is short. Why, why am I in a job that I hate? Why am I in a relationship that I, that's not serving me anymore? Um, time is free and it's precious. It's easy to, you know, you don't, there's no cost to time, but time is something that we never get back. Right. So you can reflect back and do you really want to have regrets on, um, how you spent that time, you know, like probably not, you don't want to end up at the end of your life or, or super sick and then have all these regrets of, well, now I'm so sick, but I wish I should have taken that vacation. I should have spoken to that person. I should have whatever. You don't want to get to that point, right? So there's no better time than now. And there's no, there's quite honestly, never going to be an ideal time for you to take action. So do what you can to start leaning into your intuition and and listening to your body and listening to those thoughts and seeing how you can start getting curious and exploring and attracting more experiences and people into your life that you can have these conversations with or or see how you can make your dreams a reality. I love that. And it's you just sharing that reminded me of the book, the um, 
five regrets of the dying. Yeah. Just put yourself in that place. If you were on your deathbed, what would your regrets be based on where your life is at now? Yeah. And don't have that come to fruition. Know that you have the ability to create the change in your life. Yeah. So you have very generously donated a gift to the audience. I would love for you to share that gift and also how the audience can get hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the gift is a, a free clarity workbook. So if any of this conversation has kind of piqued your interest and you want to get an idea of, of, you know, remind yourself of those things that really used to light you up and what types of things you can start um, doing more of to get you back to that place of purpose and fulfillment. I have a um, free clarity workbook on my website. It's crockcoaching.com slash freebie. Um, so feel free to, to go over there and download that um, and fill that out. And then you can find me on social media, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. All of them are at crock coaching. It's S-E-A-R-O-C-K coaching. Um, I would love to connect with you. We'd love to hear your story. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much. And as I said, I will put all of that in the show notes as well. And is there any last message you would like to leave with the audience today? Gosh, I mean, this conversation has been so good. Um, I, I think the the biggest thing is you know, listen to your body and listen to your intuition. Um, I, I don't know if you've spoken about this this book before, but there's a book that I read a while ago, um, or I listened to it on Audible, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. So when you don't, if you don't listen to your intuition, you kind of numb and you you don't take action, um, it's going to manifest itself in your body, right? So try as you might to get rid of, you know, to not think of the traumas or the things that that have happened to you. It is extremely important to work through those because they will show up inevitably in other ways, um, in your subconscious and the way you show up in the world and, and in your body as well. So like I said, like we kind of made the connection today between your job and your um, and your body and, and different diseases that can, can uh, manifest themselves. But, you know, listen to your body and that's a key indicator that that something is off in, in some area of your life. I love that. And it's a really great book. I've read it. It's Bessel van der Kelk that wrote yeah, that yeah. if anybody wants to get that yeah. book. So thank you for coming on the show today, Zaina, and sharing all of your wisdom, everything that you're offering, and just letting people know that they don't have to be stuck in a job that they don't like. Yeah. And that sometimes in order to heal ourselves, it does involve changing our career as was your experience. So thank you so, so much for sharing that to my audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening every single week. And if you know somebody that needs to hear this episode, please share it with them. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.